Welcome to Ministry in Motion, a program where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a full-time pastor or a volunteer leader in your local church, God wants you to be a great Christian leader. And our topic today is vitally important, dealing with transitions. Our guest, Dr. Willie Hux. Willie, good to have you with us again on Ministry in Motion. Thank you for having me. And you've had a lot of experience with transitions. It could be transitions, I, I suppose, for a lay leader where leadership changes or a leader moving from one place to another. Tell us a little bit about your ministry experience up to today. You've, you've done a lot of things in ministry. Well, yes, I, I, I have. Um, in short, I started in pastoral ministry and then I transitioned from there to the seminary to continue my studies. And then I returned to pastoral ministry for several more years. And after about 14 years total of doing that, I was invited to teach on the university level. And I spent several years doing that. Uh, following that, I was then invited to serve in my current capacity as an editor. And you're associate ministerial secretary for the World Church of the Church of Seventh Adventist, and, uh, and you're also associate editor of ministry. So even there, you've got uh, several responsibilities. So true. Uh, tell me, before you went into pastoral ministry, because we have many watching who are lay leaders, uh, were you involved in lay leadership responsibilities before you uh, became a pastor? Well, largely as a youth leader on the lay level in my local church, uh, I assisted. I was never a director per se, but I did help out with a lot of the youth programs. So that was essentially uh, the extent of what I did. So let's talk about uh, transitions for you. You've had a lot of them. I didn't count them all, but there was quite a few moves and changes, even changes in emphasis in your ministry. Um, is, is there one of those that was the most difficult transition for you as you think back? I suppose the most difficult one was the one that I just encountered several years ago, moving from serving as a professor to coming and serving as an editor for a journal, because it took me into places that I really did not have the greatest amount of experience, some, but not the most. I suppose a big difference between being a, a, a t professor and an editor is an editor doesn't have to grade bad papers, right? Uh, you just take the good ones. And now, most recently, as an associate secretary in the ministerial association, you're traveling all over the world. So yes. that's, that's another change. It certainly is. Um, and it has required for me uh, that... Uh, I have to combine so many different responsibilities because the work of an editor never ceases, as you very well know. It continues on, but there's also the element not only of doing the editorial work, but of having meetings, doing various workshops, uh, and so many other administrative responsibilities. And, and that's part of the change, too. So that, that was difficult because it was kind of a drastic shift, I guess, from a regular classroom setting, everybody comes to the class, and now you're having a lot of other uh, new, new challenges and moving. Um, what about the easiest transition for you? Which one was, would you say that, we're gonna talk in a little while about challenges and opportunities. So you've had a lot of experience. Which one, as you look back, was the easiest transition for you? I think the easiest transition for me was moving from pastoral ministry into the classroom because there's so much teaching that already takes place on the pastoral level. 
whether it is giving Bible studies or teaching a pastor's class, there's always that element of teaching and learning that goes on. So it was a more natural movement transition for me. So the Bible talks about pastor-teacher together. Yes. So you say a pastor is a teacher. Yes. And I'm guessing probably you taught for quite a few years uh, on a university level Seven. that you were probably a pastor while you were there too. In other words, you cared about the spiritual well-being of your students. Well, the first several years that I was there, I often asked myself, well, if I could categorize myself, which one am I? Am I a pastor who teaches or am I a teacher who serves as a pastor? And I realized, really, it doesn't matter what the, what the phraseology is, I'm really doing both. And I enjoyed doing both of those because they were both forms of ministry. I'm pastoring my students, I'm teaching my students, and there was just that, that natural connection there. Who was the most helpful person for you? Uh, either a mentor that you were able to talk to or perhaps a book that you read. Um, who was the most helpful person for you in, in learning how to deal with transitions? Or did you just have to work it through all by yourself? I think that there's an element of both of those. I did a lot of the work, as it were, on my own because there was a lot that I needed to learn that I did not always know to whom I should look. But in terms of making transitions, in terms of a person, uh, I did have certain people that I looked up to, not from the perspective of they themselves went through transitions, but it was just people that I looked up to and valued over the, the, over the course of ministry that I just valued their opinion and they were able to talk me through certain things. You know, the Bible talks about listening to counsel and receiving instruction and I can, I can really resonate with that, that uh, when I had big transitions, there were a few um, people that I respected mm -hmm. as spiritual leaders and uh, I was able to at least have them as a sounding board, yes. uh, even, even though they may never have gone through the same, same experience. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about the fact that dealing with transitions has both uh, challenges and opportunities. Yes. And uh, perhaps you're thinking, how does this relate to me in my local church? I'm not planning to move anywhere. But the truth is that we have transitions uh, even when we're staying in the same place. Uh, leadership can change. Society can change, health can change. We're constantly dealing with transitions. And so the principles that we'll learn, how to deal with challenges, how to make the most of opportunities, can help you in your ministry. We'll be talking about dealing with transitions after the break. Before we go to the break, though, I want to encourage you to check out our website, ministryinmotion.tv. We have got resources there that can help you. This program will be available there, but also many other programs that will help you as you're growing in your ministry, facing challenges that perhaps you've never faced before. That's our purpose here, Ministry of Motion, to help you be an excellent Christian leader. So check out our website, ministryofmotion.tv, and we'll be right back after the break talking more about dealing with transitions. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, dealing with transitions. Our guest, Dr. Willie Hux. Willie, you've had a varied 
uh, experience in ministry, as you shared in the first part of the program. And uh, so you can speak out of your own experience as well as all of the reading you've done. Uh, let's talk about some challenges. We're all going to go through transitions, whether we move to a new ministry or have changes where we are. Uh, what are some of the challenges that come to your mind that, that we need to prepare ourselves for? Well, I think back early in my ministry, as I mentioned early, or earlier, I started in pastoral ministry and I was quite young. I was, you know, in my early 20s. So I was young. I was baby faced. I had no experience. And one of the challenges that I faced early on was, well, he's young. You know, what does he know? I went away to seminary. I came back from seminary and I still face some of those very same challenges also. You know, is he capable for the task? Uh, even as an associate pastor, is he capable for the task? That would be one of the challenges uh, that I faced early on. You know, as you're sharing that, that make, uh, two Bible characters came to my mind. One who went through a transition was Jeremiah, mm -hmm. who was called to be a prophet, and, and he said, I'm young. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the Lord, of course, says, don't look, let people look down on you just mm -hmm. because you're young. And the other one was Timothy, you know, who was a little timid, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, how do we deal with that? Well, I guess we'll talk about the opportunities, but if a person's saying, people are thinking I'm a little young and inexperienced, should I just expect that if I'm a, a young leader getting started? Is that just inevitable? Well, I don't know if it's inevitable, but I think it's something that uh, could be expected and should be prepared for. My suggestion would be just press forward. If you, <laughs> if you have confidence in your call, you know that the Lord is on your side, you know what you're doing, just press forward and the people will understand. They will be impressed with you know, your level of maturity, your, your competence, your abilities. And I'm guessing you don't pretend that you know more than you do no. or that you're more experienced than you are because no. you're going to have leaders who will come alongside of you. Of course. Absolutely. Well, th that's, that's great. And, and they're always, we're encouraging young leaders to step up and be involved as lay leaders or certainly a call to ministry. So one challenge, especially when you're beginning, and I suppose that would be true even if you were a middle-aged person, but just starting, in, in a sense, you're young and inexperienced mm -hmm. there too. Sure. Uh, what other challenges um, does a person face going, dealing with transitions? Well, I, I think of another occasion in ministry where I was not moved from one church in a city to a different city, but I was in the same city and the district was realigned. I still had an old church, that is a church that I previously had, and I was given a new assignment. And there was this fear in one of the congregations that I would spend more time with the new congregation. It, it became a challenge from the perspective of needing to help both congregations to understand that I will treat both equally. I will give them the fair amount of time, but, but, but it was a challenge you know, that I faced. That's a great illustration where a transition can happen even when you're in the same place. Yes. That uh, changes happen and there's a sense of uh, what? Destabilization mm -hmm. maybe for the, for the groups. Uh, anxiety. Yes. And uh, you talk, talk a little more about how did you, you recognize that, right? This is a challenge. How did you go about uh, helping stability to, to return? The main thing that I did was to assure them, not just with my words, but with my actions, that they were both going to receive equal amount of time. I was in a position where I did not have to spend more time with one 
than with the other. So they knew that they would get the equal amount of time when it came to prayer meetings, Sabbaths, counseling, my availability. And overall, I just treated each one uh, the same way. You know, that reminds me of a principle I, I, I learned many years ago when, when you're dealing with people is that clear expectations leads to stability. Yes. So you were saying, okay, let's be clear. You may be concerned about this, but this is my plan. And, and you, you said you did that not only with your words, but actually with your actions as well. They, they, they clearly had my schedule. They knew where I was going to be on any given Sabbath, any given midweek, et cetera. All right, so one, a lack of experience, uh, young. Uh, secondly, uh, times of destabilization because the transition's happening. Um, what other challenges have, have you seen uh, dealing with transitions? In my pastoral ministry, my children were much younger, but as, of course, as I got older, my children got older also. By the time I went away to teach on the university level, my children were uh, getting a little older at that time, and they handled transition. Each one of them, of, of my two children, handled transition differently, not only when I went into the university setting, but when I took on this current capacity, which, of course, they were older then. So uh, there are challenges with transition when it comes to family also. In my case, a wife has to make a transition. Right. Um, a daughter has to make the transition, a son has to make the transition. So while I'm moving from one setting to the next, I also have to think in terms of how does this impact, how does this affect my family? Sure, and to, to ignore that challenge would be really unhealthy, right? It's very unhealthy. <laughs> that could be really challenging. Yes. Um, let, let me talk about the fact, some people say, well, it's, it's transitions or changes are really hard on a family if it's negative, but, but actually positive changes can also be hard on a family. For example, you, you're now in global leadership. You're traveling a lot more than you used to. That's, that's a positive thing in some ways, but still a challenge. And what you bring up is an excellent point because I don't see any of my transitions as being negative. Okay. I, I find them all as positive, yet there was a certain amount of stress. On the family? In, on me, on the family, <laughs> you know, with, you know with, with all of us because you know, you're going from the known to the unknown, which really is another challenge, you know, that I faced. Uh, going from a comfort zone to something that I had never done before. Mm. So, yes, even in a positive setting, it creates a certain amount of uh, stress uh, challenge for the entire family unit. Uh, back to Paul and Timothy. Timothy's ment mentored by Paul learning. And then Paul says, you stay here and appoint elders in all of these places. I'm guessing that was a... That was a stressful transition too. So what do you do when you step into a new leadership position, maybe a lay leader in a church is asked to become an elder or a, a pastor is, is put in a, a position of greater responsibility and you, you feel, wow, there's a lot I don't know, need to learn. Um, how do you deal with that? You used the word earlier, mentors. Mm -hmm. Is there someone that I can turn to? Is there someone that I can look to who can coach me through this process, uh, that, that would be the main counsel that I would give concerning that. Well, we've talked about challenges. We're going to come to opportunities because actually dealing with transitions is a great time to grow. Opportunities abound. We'll talk more about dealing with transitions right after the break.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, dealing with transitions. Our guest, Dr. Willie Hux. Willie, uh, challenges in, in transitions, but also great opportunities. Yes. Uh, for those who may be just joining us, you've, you've been a pastor, a college professor, and now an editor, and also a ministerial associate for the World Church traveling around the world. You've had lots of changes. Yes. Uh, we know the challenges you've listed. What are some of the opportunities when a person goes through a change, even a lay leader in, in a local setting? Well, I think it's important to understand that the opportunities, in some respects, grow out of the challenges. Uh, the opportunities arise when you recognize that here's, here's the situation, what do I do about it? You know, I alluded to or I mentioned earlier about um, the transition within districts, uh, within a district that I was in. And in that particular setting that I'm thinking about, the two churches, both with loving, caring, wonderful, compassionate people, but they saw ministry differently. Mm, they saw like a different personality. They saw church life differently. So I discovered in my case that I had to adapt or adjust my preaching style mm -hmm. for one church, for the different, for, for the other church. I had to do the same with leadership. One church expected a certain style of leadership. The other church expected a different style of leadership. And I found that for me, that I could make those adjustments without sacrificing principle, without compromising. So for me, that was a growth area. It stretched me right. in that I saw things a certain way, but because of the challenges, new opportunities arose that gave me do, a new, a different new perspectives, uh, new ways of seeing how to do things and to do things differently. Someone once said that you get into a groove and a groove can become a rut and a rut can become, I guess, a ditch. Uh, stepping out of that into a new uh, uh, challenge, a new ministry, uh, enables you to sense the need to grow and I guess, does it force you to grow in some ways? You have to learn new, new skills. In, in some ways it does force you to grow. Uh, when I transitioned to, pastoral, uh, to uh, ministry as a professor, uh, for, for me, while I did teaching in the past, it created such a great learning curve for me. It took me several years to begin to really develop a comfort zone. You know, I had to do this differently. I had to do that differently. But it did force me to learn. It did force me to grow and to try new things. So let's say either maybe a lay leader who's being asked to step into a position of greater responsibility or different responsibility, or maybe a pastor that uh, is sensing God's call or maybe is being asked to come uh, under the guidance of God, but feels, whew, I don't, I don't know. I don't have all of the uh, necessary skills and gifts. Um, that's not necessarily an indication they shouldn't do it. Is that right? A absolutely true. In so many cases, just as what you're describing, where the lay leader feels ill-equipped, I have felt ill-equipped. Perhaps you have I also, have and I'm sure <laughs> many people have felt ill-equipped. But that does not disqualify you. It does not disqualify me. Uh, it just presents that new challenge. I, I definitely felt ill-equipped. Uh, when I came into these current capacities as an editor, as an associate ministerial secretary. But, you know, through the process, it has stretched me to 
understand more about the administrative side of things. Sure. Uh, it has stretched me also from the perspective of there are uh, so many other things that I just never had to do before uh, that now I find myself forced, as it were, to sure. do forced not in a negative way, certainly in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. And it has just allowed me to grow. That's great. Yeah. So, so one opportunity in dealing with transitions is, is really, if God's leading, and that, I guess, is really important, God, are you leading in this? We pray as a family. You mm -hmm. talked about the stresses that we're going to face anyway, praying about that, feeling convicted, God's leading, to just recognize that I am going to have to deal with growth, new things to learn. Uh, what other opportunities are there besides learning new things in a transition? Uh, I think you jotted two or three down here. So, Well, in my best attempt to answer that question, uh, it gives opportunity to, uh, to, to, to meet uh, people who help you in terms of personal growth, uh, in terms of coming closer to Christ, mm. uh, having a better walk with him, a better understanding of oneself. Mm. Because in terms of growing, it hasn't just been professional, uh, it has been personal. As a result of transitioning, transitioning from this responsibility to that, the Lord has always brought different people, new people along my pathway who have shown me more about myself. That, that's and, a and, powerful and, I, and I'm touching on the spiritual side mm. of things mm. also. So the, so the growth is not just professional. Sure. It really is more personal and spiritual. That's a powerful insight. I, I, I really appreciate that because you're saying whether I'm a lay leader being asked to do something and God's leading in that or a pastor and God's transitioning me and leading in that, he's not just concerned about productivity, oh, which is not. important. Obviously, mm -hmm. we have a mission, but he's concerned about me. He loves me mm -hmm. and he wants me to grow. So... I'm doing some search here on my last transition, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking of people like uh, Pastor Mark Finley, uh, Pastor C.D. Brooks, mm -hmm. that I get to interact with. Mm -hmm. uh, you, we get to interact mm -hmm. together. That, that God is saying, I'm, I care about your spiritual well-being. Mm -hmm. Maybe even your family can be blessed by interacting with Dr. Willie Oliver and his wife, Elaine. Mm -hmm. So I need to be looking not only for professional growth opportunities, but also personal ones? I think in everything that we do, lay leader, uh, church worker, we need to ask the question, what does God want for me? Not just professionally, but personally. Mm. How does he want me to reflect his image more perfectly? Uh, how does he want me to grow in Christ? And, and I think that has a lot to do with it. You just came back from speaking to a university in the Philippines uh, God worked in powerful ways there. That was a growth opportunity. Mm -hmm. How did that impact you personally in terms of your own spiritual life? Oh, that was a, it, it was a refreshing experience in so many ways. Spending time with young people who are so committed, so dedicated to prayer, it inspired me to get up earlier in the morning to spend more time you know, in prayer and in Bible study. And I found that uh, as the day went along when I thought I would be more tired, I actually was not. I was actually energized as a result of what they, how they ministered to me. Dr. Willie Hux, thanks for joining us because God leads in transitions. It's going to be a blessed experience. Thank and I'm you. glad you joined us also dealing with transitions today. There are challenges. Uh, 
but there are amazing opportunities. And I'm thankful for the insight, not only professionally or in your ministry, but also for your own heart, your own soul. You can grow closer to Jesus and experience the joy in ministry that he desires for you. Thanks for joining us for Ministry in Motion today. We hope you'll take what you've learned and implement it to be a blessing to those around you.